We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is November 21st, 2022. Jonathan Osborne here. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, what's up, bro? I'm good. I'm great. We had a, a great time uh, in Orlando uh, with with some fans of the Magic this weekend. And, you know, we had a competitive game here recently as well that didn't go our way. But, you know, it's always nice to get a 50-50 game. I wish we could have gotten two 50-50 games. But... I'm I'm doing pretty good. I had a I had a good weekend overall. I was having a good weekend, and this is going to get depressing now. Um, mm. I was having a good weekend today. We're celebrating my daughter's birthday, but then I got the news that Jason David Frank, um, who most people know as the Green Power Ranger, uh, I my favorite was always the White Power Ranger. Um, got news that he passed away today, and um, by all reports, you know, it was it was suicide. So. Um, yeah, I've just, you know, obviously like celebrating my daughter's birthday and, you know, she's, she's amazing four years old today, but it just like, just put a damper damper on the day for me. I know he's, you know, he has four kids and, um, yeah, that was like my, my first, like the, like the first superhero that I idolized. I don't even know if you would call a power ranger a superhero, but it was to me. Um, and even, even to this day, I still like collect power ranger stuff and, um, yeah, it just, uh really really sucks i know mental health is something that you're super passionate about um so yeah i'm just really really sad about this really bummed out um i know you know there are people out there that that struggle with stuff every day struggle with mental health and you know depression and anxiety and suicidal thoughts and you know i know friends of mine that that struggle with that as well and it's just scary that people can get to a place where you know, you, you see that as the best option, uh, you know, mm. uh, unfortunately. And um, yeah, anybody listening to this, if, if you ever have any thoughts or, you know, feelings like that, please know that like people are here for you. Like I know Luke is here for you. I'm here for you. Um, yeah, Luke just really, really sucks. I know 
I, I feel like as a society, we're doing a better job of destigmatizing, you know, um, mental health issues. But um, yeah, stuff like this just never gets easier. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I, I, like you said, I'm passionate about this. Um, I've the last two birthdays of mine, I've basically taken a donation from whoever wants to send it. Uh, and you know, I've taken it via Venmo and then I've donated basically to, um, to basically suicide prevention. Um, so I guess I'll take that really here to just say, Jonathan, um, you know, to our listeners, like you said, if you, if you need help, um, and you, and you don't, but you don't want to feel like a burden, those people would rather hear from you and talk to you and, and love on you and just listen to you. Um, and if you go to, uh, 988lifeline.org, that's the big suicide prevention website. They got ways that you can help whether, you know, financially or whatever it may be. Um, as well as obviously they changed the suicide hotline number from a, a complicated, uh, multi-digit number to just 988 is what you can call as well if you need help. Um, just something that, you know, has has played a, a part in my life as it has so many other people as far as just a, a burden, whether you're a family member and you know friends or family dealing with that um, who have attempted or committed. And so um, just always be willing to to lean on on the side of, of safety and, and use 988, um, use that number use the website, donate if, if you feel called. I, like I said, I do it on my birthday and just that's what I ask for from people um, on social media. And so, yeah, definitely encourage that. It, uh, it's, it's a sad, unfortunate truth, especially guys. I know we have a lot of, of dudes that listen to this podcast where so often, you know, we, we're, we try to, to, to suppress things and hide things and handle it on our own. Um, and that is just not how we are meant to do it. Um, so uh, lean on people, love on people. Um, and if you're a friend, you're, you're someone, a listener of the show and you say, I don't struggle with those thoughts. Um, then please, whenever you think of someone, think of them, don't just think of them, text them, tell them you love them, call them, whatever it is. Um, you'll never regret picking up the phone to have that conversation. Um, just telling someone you love them. So, and I know like for, for a lot of people, the hardest part for them is just like opening up to people, like just kind of starting the conversation and, a lot of people I know people in my, my personal life that just like really struggle with um, like expressing their emotions like verbally and yeah. are all, at, at times like kind of like afraid to do that. And I would just encourage people like as hard as that is to start that conversation with people, if you're having those kind of thoughts because you don't want them to think a certain way about you or you don't want to be you know like vulnerable, whatever the case may be it is such, such the better alternative than, um, you know, what we're talking about. So anybody out there, if you have those thoughts, feelings, whatever, my DMS are always open. I know Luke's DMS are always open. Um, and again, for, you know, Jason, Jason, David, Frank, um, yeah, just really sucks, you know, praying for him, praying for his family. And, um, I know, I'm not the only Power Ranger fan, you know, that uh, that was affected by this. I know a lot of my friends were. I saw a lot of people on on social media, people that I know through the podcast um, that have all been affected by this and just kind of you know, praying for everybody. But, yeah, that just kind of um, ruined my day, really. Um, and I, I wanted to, to take the opportunity to talk about that. And I'm going to try to now ramp up the energy and, uh, you know, try to lift some spirits here after, you know, kind of a, a sad start to the show. But on the other hand, we are talking about the magic and uh, that doesn't always do so much in terms of uh, lifting spirits. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, let's get into the weekly state of the magic Luke. 
This week, the Magic went one and three, bringing them to a record of five and 12 on the season. They are 13th place in the Eastern Conference. They have the fifth worst record in the league. Coming into Sunday, they had an offensive rating of 110.6, which is good for 20th in the league. They have a defensive rating of 113.5, which ranks 25th in the league. Their overall net rating is negative 2.9, which is 24th in the league. Uh, This week, they dropped to 8th in free throw rate, so the Magic are finally kind of feeling some of the effects of not having Paolo Bancaro for a couple of weeks here. And on the injury front, Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, Paolo Bancaro, and Mo Wagner all remain out. We got some good injury news this week, as a matter of fact. Gary Harris, Gary, Gary, uh, re- Gary returned to the lineup on Friday against the Chicago Bulls after missing the first 16 games of the season. He did play Friday. He missed Saturday, just kind of knee injury recovery, like management kind of stuff. Um, wasn't hurt, but they just want to kind of ease him back into things. And then Wendell Carter Jr., uh, you know, missed uh, what was that last Wednesday's game against the Minnesota Timberwolves due to the right plantar fascia strain. He was day to day. He played on Friday uh, and then the second night of the back to back in Indiana. Kobe Price posted a video to his Twitter uh, where you saw Wendell kind of going through his warmups. And there's one point of that in particular where he kind of tries to push off that right foot and instantly just throws the ball up into the air and walks off the court. Uh, So if you saw that video, you had a pretty good feeling that Wendell was not going to play, so he missed that game Saturday. I'd be pretty surprised um, if he was good to go tonight, Monday, when you guys are listening to this. The thing with this, you know, plantar fascia, which is like, you know, one of the muscles, you know, under like the arch of your foot, basically, um, with this strain, or, you know, sometimes it's called plantar fasciitis, uh, it's not something that's just going to go away on its own, you know, without treatment and without rest. And I think Kobe put a, a tweet up today saying that Wendell had been dealing with that for like the last six to eight games, somewhere around there. And it's just kind of become you know too much to to play through. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if Wendell misses a couple of games here. If he doesn't take care of this, it's something that most likely will be ongoing for the rest of the season, Luke. Yeah, uh, would have been great to have, you know, Dell against the Pacers. It was awesome to have him against the Bulls, as we all know, when Dell loves to play him some Bulls. And uh, he he dominated the the better part of that game. So um, happy he gave it a go then, but hopefully he is able to kind of take it day by day and, and get back out here soon. Kind of like it feels like the rest of the injury report roster for the Magic is doing. Uh, and hopefully we're just, you know, slowly going to get guys back. I have a good feeling that it is all in due time here. We are closer than we've ever been in the last couple of years to having an actual fully healthy roster. To your point, you know, Wendell loving playing against his former team, the Chicago Bulls through six games in his career. He's averaging 21.7 points, 9.2 rebounds and 3.7 assists. Uh, so, yes, very much likes to play against the Chicago Bulls. Uh, some more you know, positive injury news. Paolo Bancaro today posted an image to his Instagram story of him and Markel Fultz sitting in street clothes on the bench. And the caption just says soon to which Markel Fultz took and posted to his Instagram story, the same photo. And we know he loves the purple devil emoji. Right. So the purple devil emoji and then the, sh- the shush emoji as well. 
So hopefully those guys are are coming back pretty soon. We it feels like we've been talking about this for months. Paolo, Kobe talked to him earlier in the week, and he said it's probably about another week to week and a half. So at this point, it's you know sometime in the next week where we should see Paolo Bancaro at least compared to how he was feeling a few days ago, and then Markel Fultz. What was that? Almost two weeks ago now, where we heard that he was probably about three to four weeks away. So. Markel is probably about a a week to two, maybe you know, give or take a few days from returning. And then the big question mark for me is is really just Jonathan Isaac as he continues to work back into game shape and and kind of getting his cardio back before the Magic feel comfortable with putting him back on the floor. And it, it feels silly because we've said this a million times, like it should be soon. We're gonna see guys back eventually, and it. I don't want to say this is the most confident that I felt, but kind of looking back on all of those conversations that we've had, I think we have the most reason to believe that at this point, more so than we ever have. If for nothing else, just given the amount of time that has passed and kind of the recent updates that we've gotten recently, people are frustrated that we're not hearing things from the organization, but we almost never hear timelines from the players. And it seems like we're getting those a fair a fair amount the last couple of weeks here when you talk about Cole thinking he'll be back around Thanksgiving and then you know Paolo with the week, week and a half, Markel, you know, a few weeks, whatever the case may be. Hopefully, Luke, before we know it, we're gonna have guys back. And I, I tweeted this out um yesterday, and, and now the fact that the Magic have played in 12 games qualifying for clutch minutes. So uh, 12 out of their, what is it, 17 games now. And they're three and nine in those games. So they're in the game down the stretch, you know, within five, five or less minutes to go. And they're losing most of these games. I think that's going to start to change once we start to get some of these guys back. So just hold on, folks. You know, it, it, it's coming. The reinforcements are coming and it should be relatively soon. Yeah, I think I think Jonathan really what that boils down to, I, and I, I think I said this a few weeks ago in, in regard to like clutch games, um, which I think is just classified, you know, down five with five minutes left or something like that. Yeah, the, the game has to be within five points, five minutes right. to go in the game. So honestly, I just think that when we get this team healthier, uh, I just think we just aren't in these games where it is super close all the time. I think that this team is talented enough to pull away and and win the games and and be far enough in margin rather than what we've seen where the magic have just been so close and so many and really i think it speaks to to mosley's ability to get these guys to play you know the the majority of the game right like string a good amount of minutes together to where you can hang in this game especially with a roster that we've been dealing with so i'm hopeful that that you know we maybe we Maybe we don't have to worry too much about clutch games coming up soon, but time will tell. Yeah. And again, you know, 17 games already. It's crazy. You've got three games this week, and then you're basically like a quarter of the way through the season already. It, it The season really has just flown by the first few weeks, where last year that was not the case. That season drug and drug and drug. And I think a big part of it going so fast is that even though the team hasn't been great record-wise, they've just been so much fun to watch. And I know Paolo Bancaro is a a big piece of that. 
but Franz Wagner improving, Jalen Suggs improving, Bull Bull watching Bull Bull is, is so much fun. So yeah, coming up on a on a quarter of the way through the season already, it's crazy to say that. Before we break down the games of the the past few days here, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about our Patreon channel. So if you have not heard, we do have a Patreon channel uh, where we have three different tiers of benefits that you can choose from, starting as low as two dollars a month, um, with other other uh, tiers having benefits like uh, access to our Discord channel. We also have a monthly Zoom meeting uh, where you can just get on and hang out with us for usually about an hour, hour and a half or so, uh, where we just sit down, talk about the Orlando Magic, um, kind of get to know everybody in the community. It's always a lot of fun. Uh, so if you want to check that out, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. And with some of our other benefits, uh, we also shout out every brand new patron, every episode that we have them on this episode. It is Ryan Hauer. Uh, who joined our all-star tier. Thank you so much, Ryan, for the support. Really means a lot. Welcome to the community. Make sure that uh, you link your Discord, or if you don't have a Discord, join Discord and link your Discord account to your Patreon so that you can hang out with us in our Discord. Um, always a lot of fun, a lot of great guys in there. We always have really good conversations there. And then uh, we also shout out all of our Hall of Fame tier patrons on every episode uh, which is what I'm going to start doing right now. Uh, we want to shout out first our court cousins, and then Armin, Carson Tulo, Jonathan Borges, Normal, Magic Player History, Julio, Bailey, Gabe Gaines, Wiffle, Michael Martin, Jamel Miller, Michael Salapong, Franz Goaded for Show, Ryan Singh, The Distract, Mo Bamba, Yo Mama, Woot Woot, Pierre A, Migzors, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Lil Penny, Drum, Danimal, Dodo 15, Bobby Skinner, Nate Donnelly, Goaty 93, Teddy Sylvia, Eric Lopez, Fuchsia, Juan Geraldo, Bill Fulton, shout out to our boy, Bill Fulton, um, who came out to the watch party that we had on Friday night to watch the magic take on the bulls. Really, really good meeting you, Bill. Thanks for coming out and thanks for your support. Uh, Edmund Ligon, Jose Esquilin, Destin for greatness, Caleb Pete, cannibalism, Ty, Mr. TV, Brandon Grace, chat three, zero, four, five, Joe Rothfuss, ESPN really sucks gear. 95 shred junior Barus, half Rican, Fredo Nation, thank you all so much for your support. Yeah, um, the the watch party Friday night. I mean, I guess we can start there. You know, we're talking about this game against the Chicago Bulls. So if you've missed either of our first two watch parties this season, both of them, for different reasons, have been incredible. So to start the year, the, the season opener, you know, the Magic played Detroit. What was that? October 19th. We were at Elixir, downtown Orlando. The turnout for that was incredible, and the energy around Paolo Bancaro's debut was really, really great. Everybody was super into the game. Obviously, that game goes down to the wire, and you don't win. And then this game, this was at Ollie's in, I think, what is, I guess, supposed to be like the College Park area of Orlando. I'm not familiar with all the different uh, neighborhoods in, in Orlando just yet. But uh, yeah, at Ollie's, which is kind of weird, it's a bar that is like, it's right next to a high school. I don't know that I've ever seen that in my <laughs> entire life. I pulled up, and I was like, wait a minute, what, mm -hmm. what's going on here? But Ollie's great atmosphere, uh, great turnout as well. Our boy Drew Gooden came out, best friend Shout Drew, out. friend of the podcast, Drew Gooden. I finally got the chance to meet him. That dude, I know he's doing the YouTube thing, but that boy should be hooping. That boy is like <laughs> six six one easily. Yeah, Very nice to meet him and, and his his lovely wife. And then again, our boy Bill Fulton came out. Our 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 patron came out. It was really good to see him and and hang out with him. Luke, you know, Luke had a pretty uh pretty uh eventful trip to <laughs> the uh to the watch party. You wanna wanna tell 
your your boy hooked it up with the with the sprinter van yeah dude um buddy of mine uh i don't i don't know if i want to like shout him out like i don't need people you don't kind of anyway. do all that no no i don't need to do any of that um he knows who he is and it was a great time but uh yeah i i hit up uh him last week and i was just like hey man you want to come to the watch party with me um he and i grew up best friends uh all through school and then reconnected really when we just moved back here in june um and it talked a little bit before that when we were in omaha but just really you know started hanging out in person again and it's been awesome but i i reached out to him and i was like hey man um no you're not a magic fan uh, he's a boston celtics fan but i said do you want to come up come up to uh the or magic the watch party and everything yeah facts and uh and he was like yeah man you know do you would you want to take the sprinter van uh up there and i was like i don't even know what this entails but absolutely uh so i had him and then two other uh of my buddies that that joined as well and yeah man it was a crazy experience they got like basically pilot chairs uh through the van uh a, a couch thing that like seat that like you know wraps around the back of the the van as well a couple tvs in there on the walls um and got to watch nba games on the way up and on the way back we caught the west coast games it was uh it was a good time it was a it was a really good time but yeah that was traffic was terrible i will say that Don't traffic, I know was, it. traffic was awful it should have been an hour 20 drive ended up be two hours and 45 minutes got there near the end of the first quarter so that's where i was thankful for the tv because i was able to watch the the first quarter in the van um but yeah, man, it was uh, it was a good time. So uh, shout out to him. Like I said, he knows who he is and uh, it was incredible. And then get to the, the watch party. And I will say this, like you said, the two watch parties that we have partnered with, with the Magic and Michelob Ultra, um, shout out to Michelob Ultra, too. They had a ton of, you know, just reps there giving out free stuff and, you know, obviously the drink specials, all those sort of things. But we watch it. We walk in and it was a great time. But I asked uh, uh, my buddy after the game, uh, or actually today, I'll say uh, on Sunday, I said uh, I saw him for his daughter's birthday party. And I said, hey, man, so what did you think of the the watch party altogether? Was it like you meet expectations, whatever? He was like, man, Paolo was out. You guys have had, uh, you know, games not go your way to start the season. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't think that it was going to be as big as like the videos I'd seen at the home opener um that watch party you're not the home opener just the season opener and he said but man i was really impressed with just the turnout at that at that party and just how live the atmosphere was it was a really good time like you said so the result obviously helped but even from just the, the for the state of the team you know if that is the the floor of the people the amount of people we can get to go to watch parties with palo out and wins not being in our favor sort of thing and and you know, we looked at each other at Ollie's and we we're like, we can deal with this being the floor of, of the watch parties. So it was a really good turnout, in my opinion, based on all the circumstances. So it was a great time. Yeah. So the reason that I, I brought it up is because if you guys haven't been to either of them or specifically if you didn't come to the last one, stop being a casual. All right. <laughs> come on out. When we talk about wanting to get the city excited about this team and we want to pack Amway and all the energy at all the home games has been incredible thus far to start the season. You keep that going by coming out to these watch parties and, and, and packing them because it makes the magic want to do more in the community and get folks more excited about the team and grow the fan base. 
So if that interests you at all, which it should, if you are claiming this is your team, if you're listening to an Orlando Magic podcast, I can almost guarantee uh, that that interests you. So make sure that you guys come out to this. For those folks who are like, oh, you know, no Paolo, uh, we just lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves, you know, so on and so forth. I don't know if we're going to win this game. I hope you were sitting at home. You're like, damn it. I should have mm-hmm. I should have went because it was so much fun. We'll talk more about the result here. Um, but yeah, just a, a great atmosphere. It was a lot of fun. I appreciate everybody that that came out. Um, and the Magic do a great job. You know, the, the Magic and Michelob Ultra do a great job kind of organizing everything. And Nick Anderson was there. I mean, let's not forget about that. Like the Orlando Magic legend Nick Anderson was there. Yep. Uh, each of these events that we've had so far, the Magic have you know made made sure that there's some Orlando Magic legend or you know a former player that is there to kind of hang out and you know meet fans and everything. So always a good time. If you guys are you missed out on the last one. You're looking forward to the next one. Uh, the next one's going to be December 16th. Uh, I think the Magic play the Boston Celtics yep. that night, if I'm not mistaken. Let yeah, they do. Yeah, they play the Boston Celtics that night. It's going to be at Cavo's Kitchen and Bar in Orlando. I don't have the address for that sitting here in front of me, but make sure that you guys just circle your calendar uh, for uh, the, the 18th of December. That's going to be a Friday when the Magic play the Boston Celtics. And by that point, Luke... The Magic should be fairly healthy, God Hopefully. willing. God willing. Hopefully, I know my I know my buddy talked about he he might come out for that one, so we might we might go. I mean, we're up playing to the Celtics. Again. He better or he's a casual. Well, he told me he was like the issue is I don't want to like wear my stuff and then you know we lose and be around all you Magic fans because he saw right. how crazy the atmosphere was the other night. I said, hey, I wouldn't blame you if a you didn't want to come because of that. And B, you didn't. If you did come just to, you know, get some some good food and 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 the trip up there and all that stuff with probably the same buddies that I brought. If you want to do that, you could just not wear anything, wear a neutral black shirt, whatever you want to do. But uh, yeah, we don't we don't really care too much who you're fans of. Just just come out. It's a good. Time. I don't know. I definitely would not have wanted to be a Bulls fan in Ollie's the other night. Let's talk about this game, Luke. So the Magic, I mean, honestly, really get off to a great start in this one. Up 37 to 24 after the first quarter, we're all looking around at each other like, what has gotten into the Magic? Like, what what is happening here? The Magic shoot 52% in that first quarter, hold the Bulls to 41%. Magic make five out of their 10 threes, hold the Bulls to 14% from behind the arc again in that first quarter. And the second quarter, honestly, much of the same. Magic are able to outscore the Bulls by one taking a nice lead into halftime up 66 to 52. The Magic were up by as much as 19 in this one, Luke. Uh, Third quarter is where things started to get a little bit rocky as guys like DeMar DeRozan, he had 15 in the third quarter, um, outscore the Magic uh, 27 to 21. And then we know uh, he really just kept it going into the fourth quarter, that DeMar DeRozan. Uh, Really, things started to get pretty hairy um, just couldn't stop DeMar again. 11 points. They outscore the Magic 28 to 21. We can just kind of fast forward to the end of this game, Luke. Um, it really came down to the the last couple of minutes. So it's 103. It's tied up with 40 seconds to go. Um, Javante Green uh, makes a layup off of a Vuc, uh, Vucevic assist. Uh, Suggs tries to make the layup on the other end, tie game, or they're down by two, excuse me. And then uh, they get the rebound. 
And then DeRozan throws the lob to Javante Green, and now they're up four, 26 and a half seconds left. 99 out of 100 times, you lose this game. Okay, go back to the other end. Wendell has a good look at a three-pointer. He misses it. Uh, Jalen Suggs gets the rebound, gets fouled, makes both free throws. Now you're down two with 20 seconds to go. Uh, the Magic are able to foul Nikola Vucevic. He goes to the free throw line. They bring up the graphic, Luke. He's shooting 90% from the free throw line on the season. And we're like, okay, now he's going to get us back for trading him away. Misses the first free throw. Now there, there's 12 seconds left, Luke. And you, you're telling yourself, okay, if we can get the ball back here, you know, off uh, either a, a make or a, or a, a missed uh, another free throw, you either have a chance to tie the game and go to overtime. Or if he misses both of them, you can go the other way, you know, tie it up with a two or you can win the game with a three. He misses both free throws. Chuma Okiki gets the rebound, taps it to Jalen Suggs, who drives the length of the floor, gets stopped by uh, Ayo Donsumu, turns around, elevates, hits the three with, I think it was 4.1 seconds left. And then the Bulls inbound the ball. Everybody knows this shot is going you know, to DeMar DeRozan. They kind of collapse on him at midcourt. Uh, he pulls up from half court. Doesn't hit the rim at all. I think he hit like the 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 glass on the backboard. Time expires, and everybody goes crazy because it was just so improbable that you win this game. You win it on a game winner. Multiple questionable calls down the stretch. Uh, the offensive foul with 51 seconds to go on Franz Wagner. Um, he fouled out of the game at that point. He and Alex Caruso just kind of. Uh, I thought it was incidental contact with their legs. Caruso falls. Uh, Wagner made the basket, but then it was called a foul, and he's kicked out of the game. And then uh, I think it was about like 30 seconds left. The Bulls are trying to inbound the ball, and Alex Caruso has the ball in his hands for what felt like almost seven seconds to me. <laughs> I think Kevin, producer Kevin, clocked it and said it was like over six seconds, I believe. So the Bulls, the I mean, played well to get back in this game, but the refs also didn't do us any favors, and it really just felt like we were going to get screwed out of this game until Jalen hits that shot. And then you go from like ultimate despair up 19 in this game. You can't believe that you're going to lose. And then Jalen Suggs hits that three. And like my vocal cords are still sore from as much screaming and running and jumping around that we did after he hits his shot. And then DeRozan misses his shot and the magic win. Yeah, that was a, a roller coaster because like you said, the, the magic up the majority of the game for the most part, there was a point where, uh, you know, the the when the I think it was when the Bulls had tied it with like seven minutes to go. Looking at the play by play here, the Rosen makes that fifteen foot pull up jump shot. That's probably the same description for all of his points in that game. Um, makes the pull up jumper, ties the game ninety two ninety two seven minutes to go, and it's like uh, we've seen this movie so many times before. You're you're not a healthy team. You're just trying to get through this game. And it was great to have Gary Harris back. He made, uh, I think, a three near the beginning of the game, had a lay-in at one point, um, played well. That's just kind of as an aside. But, yeah, you, you just get to that point. You're like, man, I just know how this goes. I know how this plays out. The Magic just ran out of gas, couldn't put it together for a full 48, and you lose to a good Bulls team regardless of record like the the bulls are are a good team uh and you think the magic are about to get out talented again and 
Jalen Suggs had had things to to oppose that. Said you know took care of the game in the end. Uh, I cannot believe the ending of that game. The Bulls when they went up four with like twenty seven seconds left or something. That's when I you know and I'm sure everybody else kind of was just accepting. Now nah, this game's over. So especially when Io uh, gets that block on Jalen, um, it it felt over and it ends with that green dunk. It just, man, I, I really couldn't, there's words cannot explain like that moment when, when Suggs hits that shot, because it was definitely a, one of those no, no, yes type moments that you have so many times with, regardless of who your team is, players do those shots all the time. And you just wish that you could get it back. I, but it was weird because I don't know that I really truly had that reaction. I'm sure some people did, but I was like, I, I guess, like, whatever. Just four because seconds left. I mean, what else? I mean, he got cut off and I mean, dribbles out and just hits. No shoot. fronds I mean, on the floor. Number I one, was, he shot I it confidently. It. He shot it confidently. And that has been, like we have said, the main theme of Jalen Suggs this year. He's confident. And aside from maybe one or two games where he just shot abysmal, he, he's been pretty good. Um, obviously, against the Pacers, a little bit different. I believe he had the same amount of shots attempted as points. But I'm still cool with a lot of the shots that Jalen's taking just because I believe in him because he believes in himself right now, and it's very apparent. Yeah, it was just awesome. I mean, I know the last few weeks have been like, since he came back from injury, have been like, oh, no, he's awful. Oh, my God, he's amazing. Oh, look, he's terrible again. Oh, my God, Jalen Suggs just hit a a, a game-winning three. So, like, you know, I I posted after, um, what game was it? few I don't know a few games ago just like looking at the offensive improvements that he's made like really across the board uh, in, in really pretty dramatic fashion like almost everywhere you look you know offensive efficiency shooting the basketball Jalen Suggs is, is much improved compared to last year and then he has a rough game and then everybody's coming out like oh maybe we shouldn't um you know get after people for you know crapping on Jalen Suggs or whatever and I'm like I, I still don't agree with after one game like oh I'm I'm out on this kid I just it takes you a while to get to that point I mean for me it took me like four seasons to to get there with with Mo Bamba completely where we were like okay not that you're out and he's just not a good player but you, you just kind of know okay this is what he's going to be moving forward and Jalen just continues to show flashes you know like what was it against the Anna Pacers I know we're jumping ahead just a little bit but if we go to the box score and we look at the first half for Jalen Suggs, it was six assists to one turnover. Mm. Now, the rest of the game, if we look at that, it turned into uh, Two assists, eight assists three and, and, and yeah. four turnovers for Jalen. So obviously much better first half than he had the second half. But you, know, you can you can see things starting to click with Jalen for him. The biggest thing is always going to be his confidence. Um, I, I never really doubted that last year. But when he told us at media day that he really struggled with this confidence in his shot last year and he has to have that kind of goldfish mentality. And when you watch him play, when he's playing poorly, you can see like just each bad play like is compounding like in his mind. And he feels like the next play, he's got to make up for all of those in one play. And it just leads to more and more mistakes. You can tell what kind of game Jalen Suggs is going to have by watching him the first five minutes of the game. If he's taking his time and just kind of like getting to his spots and not playing like really frenetically, you're like, okay, this is going to be a good Jalen Suggs game. 
if he comes out and he's just like dribbling the ball all over the place and like not really having any kind of purpose or direction, that's where you start to think to yourself like, okay, like we're kind of in trouble. And those games are becoming less and less lately, which to me is an encouraging sign. And hitting a big shot like that, you know, against the Bulls, a game-winning shot is only going to do like a lot for his confidence. Um, another big piece to this game was just how badly Zach Levine shot from the floor. So as great as DeRozan was, he had 41 points, 16 of 30 from the floor. Zach Levine had four points. He was one of 14. I believe that was a career worst shooting night for Zach Levine. And he was benched towards the end of this game, uh, which apparently he didn't agree with. He uh, echoed that sentiment in his post game uh, conference uh, after this game. But man, Zach, like you just, you did not have it. On the other hand, the magic, you look at bull bull, 15 points, 10 rebounds, six of 10 from the floor. Wendell Carter jr. 21 points, nine of 16 from the floor. Franz Wagner had a 20 piece, on nine field goal attempts, he was eight of nine from the free throw line. And then Jalen, 20 points, seven to 16 from the floor. And I know I just kind of threw a little bit of shade at Mo Bamba. So he also did have a good night, 13 points, four of nine from the floor, four of five from behind the arc um, was the Magic's best bench player in this game and, and helped lead them to the victory. And then again, Gary Harris, you know, 24 minutes, you know, seven points, three of five from the floor, one rebound, one assist and one steal. Just a steadying force out there. That's what we're going to need from Gary Harris. He's going to continue to get better as he ramps up the minutes coming back from this. There's a lot of people that think that he still might be inserted in the starting lineup at some point. I don't know. We can have that conversation a little bit later on. But uh, me personally, I would not move Jalen Suggs out of the starting lineup regardless of which guards uh, end up coming back right now. But that's a, a conversation we're going to continue to have, I think, over the course of the next few weeks as, as guys continue to come back. We know the Magic are going to bring those guys back slowly. But this was a lot of fun. Um, being positive that you were going to lose a game and then winning it, you know, all in the course of about, I don't know, a minute in real time was just really crazy. Really, really fun game. Um, and again, shout out to everybody that came out to the watch party. And make sure the rest of you casuals are at the next one. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. 
Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The next night, so this was Saturday night, uh, the Magic left Chicago, flew right to Indiana, or Indianapolis, I should say, Friday night uh, to take on the Indiana Pacers. So this was the Magic's first back-to-back um, in about a month. Uh, it was the first one since we had that Atlanta, then Boston for the home opener back-to-back. So yeah, just, just about a month's time. Um, but the Magic got out to a, a very a promising start. I believe they started this game up uh, 10 to one, I believe, mm-hmm. um, and really held the lead for most of this game until we started to get into the second half here. So at the half, at halftime, the Magic led 55 to 51. Uh, two buzzer beaters at the end of the first couple of quarters, one for Ben Matherin in the first quarter. He hits a three at the buzzer. And then Tyrese Halliburton uh, driving down the floor as time is winding down at the end of the second quarter. You saw him just kind of slow down his dribble. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, this kid is just going to be good with pulling up from half court by all means. And then, of course, he freaking sinks it. So you take those away instead of having a four-point lead at the half. The Magic would be up 10 if it were not for those buzzer beaters. And they ended up being super consequential for the result of this game. Uh, if you really just go into the fourth quarter as the Indiana Indiana Pacers you know, started to come back and eventually took the lead, that fourth quarter is really going back and forth. Uh, Franz Wagner hits a 30-footer. Uh, with 2.15 to go to put the Magic up four. And I really felt, Luke, when that one went in, I was like, all right, we're going to win this game. The Pacers come down the other end. Uh, Ben Matherin gets fouled, goes to the free throw line, makes both of his free throws. Franz Wagner comes back down the other end again. 1.43 left. He hits another step back three to put the Magic up four with 1.43. And again, I'm like, okay, that should be it, right? Like the Magic are going to win this game. And then Aaron Neesmith, who was a problem for the Magic the entire night, he hits a three, almost um, like they just went right down the other end. Neesmith hits the three to make it a one-point game. Uh, Bronze, 25 seconds left. The Magic are up one. He goes for another one of these deep threes. And in my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, that's probably not the best shot, but you just hit the last two in a row. He was absolutely incredible in the fourth quarter. I'm kind of okay with the three. I think we can talk about this in a second. Uh, obviously, he misses it. Pacers are going the other end. Tyrese Halliburton takes a three with 13 seconds left. He misses it. Aaron Neesmith gets the rebound. Bamba fouls him. He goes to the line, makes both free throws, and then 9.6 seconds left. You put the ball in Franz Wagner's hands. He drives uh, the left side of the, the lane, the left side of the paint, goes for that kind of sweeping, hooking layup that we become so accustomed to him making literally all of the time. He misses it. Bamba can't get the rebound. TJ McConnell ends up with it. And the Indiana Pacers win this game 113 to 114. As exhilarating of a def- of a victory, I should say, felt like it was going to be a defeat Friday night. Uh, this one was like a, a, a kick in the nuts when, you, again, down the stretch of this game, you just felt like uh, you had it. Even, even as Franz is driving to the lane um, you know, with like seven seconds left, you feel like you're going to win this game and then he misses it. And uh, yeah, you, you lose this game. It sucks because this is a game like you really felt like you could have won. Second night of a back-to-back on the road, multiple guys out. You, you when, when you look back at the way that this season went, I think you're going to look back and think like, man, it would have been nice to have that game. 
it would have been nice to have the, the game against the, the Sacramento Kings, you know, De'Aaron Fox hitting the game winner. Just a really unfortunate loss, Luke. Yeah, um, it was it was tough because this in, in all aspects is a 50-50 game. Three-point percentage, very similar, 38 to their 39%. Uh, field goal percentage, 43, basically, to their 45.5%. Free throws, 73% to their 73.7%. Rebounds, they out-rebound by one. Um, the assist margin is is pretty different. Pacers, 27 assists are 16. Um, but, I mean, you just go down the list, and, and by all I mean, accounts... Tyrese had, what, 14 of those? Yeah, them. yeah, he went crazy in terms of facilitating for sure. Um, also led their team in points with twenty two. It's tough. I, I think that you know if you can go back to some of those moments, you probably want the Franz Wagner heat check three back. Um, but I mean, he's cooking like he's cooking. It's very possible we have a whole different conversation, and because he made the shot, like. I don't know for sure that that's what the what like if I had to take one thing back, make a couple more free throws, you shoot whatever it was seventy, seventy three percent, you're a seventy nine percent eighty percent free throw shooting team on the year. You make a couple more free throws. Um, the Pacers weren't hitting theirs. It's just kind of I mean this team, at the strength that they're at right now, you have to capitalize doing things well that the opposing team isn't doing well. And the the Pacers missed five free throws. They shot the 73% as well. Like that that's that's an area that I would want back. And opportune um second chance points being given up. Like I said, the rebounding was not an issue overall. But it just seems like time and time again the Magic tend to give up rebounds when it is the least ideal time in a game. It, it stinks. It's just another one of those clutch games that that you 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 think that you can win or that you would hope you could win. But you know it, it was a good listen. That's a right now like they're they're nine and six. They feel good about themselves. They've got great confidence. Neesmith uh, with with you know nineteen points in twenty five minutes is ridiculous. The other thing, Jonathan. <laughs> When this team is out, Wendell, it hurts almost more than having any other player on the team out. Having to watch Admiral Schofield try to play defense down low and essentially like effectively play the center position because you're so limited, it it is unfortunate to to watch because you just know how it ends. You know that Schofield's an easy, easy, you know, defender to score on when you're got multiple inches on this man. He's six five playing center. So it just shows how thin the magic are. That was something that just like was really irritating. It just seemed like the inevitable. Well, in 13 minutes, he's a minus 20 plus minus, it, which it isn't is always not, the case. But right. I didn't have to look at the box score to tell you that. Nobody else was even close to that plus minus. So one for five for Admiral. 0 for two from the three point line, which is where he can sometimes give you a lift. I think he well, did let's that be in real, the like, game, but I don't think we're expecting a lot of out of admiral like i wasn't like oh this is a terrible admiral game it's just like you're forced to play him and uh, uh, listen, against a, one, a team one like for, the indiana pacers it just it, it went really really badly one one for five in just 13 minutes is abysmal and it, and it is unfortunate like you just don't need to take some of those shots you're taking 
five field goals in that many amount of minutes. Like I, I get it. I love Admiral Schofield for what he is to the, the, to the locker room. I'm sure he is great. We saw it in summer league. He's a leader. Lakeland loves having him around. It is not really a diss to Admiral, but at the same time, five attempts in 13 minutes when you're not the guy in any universe, pretty frustrating. And on the other end, you're getting busted down low. Like it does, it does suck. It's, it is unfortunate that Admiral's being asked to do that and fill that role without Wendell. But it just was like, man, does this team like do, do we need to get a, a big man, like another no. big man? We, we need, if you have Mo Wagner in this game, you win this game. Right. That's, the that's big really man. what he is you know, going to be functionally. Some people would argue that he should play over Mo Bamba as, as the backup five. Right. I don't know that I necessarily agree with that because Mo is Mo Wagner, at least, is just kind of positionally stuck between that four and five, not quite quick enough to be a four, not quite big enough to be a five. But I'm 100% confident in saying that if Mo Wagner is able to play in this game instead of Admiral Schofield, we're, we're looking at a much different result. So it feels like, oh, maybe we need to get another like backup five, but like two of your three centers right now are, are on the bench. So it, it kind of sucked. Yeah. Um, man, I don't want to have this conversation, uh, but Terrence Ross has not been Terrence Ross in the last few games, man. His last five games, Jonathan, seven seven point six points, two rebounds, one point eight assists. But the worst of it is thirty five percent from the field, and thirty five percent from three, and twenty four minutes in his last five. Uh, it is just not the same. I don't know what it is. I don't know if he's just exhausted or or what. But those normal like mid range pull up shots that we've been so accustomed to Terrence Ross hitting. I think it was the Pacers game that like shots were going up from the mid range. And I just, they just weren't going in. And yeah, I the used open to open three last night, like late in that game that we really needed that he missed. Yeah. I mean, he was three for 12 and one for seven from three. We obviously we love Terrence, but, and Terrence has been on the show. Terrence shows the podcast love. It's all love for Terrence, but it is just the facts of what it's been the last five games for him. Um, and and there's no really no way to sugarcoat it. That that hurt us a lot in that Pacers game. Like I said, a 50-50 game. T Ross just plays like average, like average T Ross, what we usually can expect from him. The Magic can can win that game. That can be said of of you know a few people uh, essentially in the box score. But Terrence Ross is the leader and the veteran. I just don't get, you know, the funk that he seems to be in right now. I hope he comes back. When when the you know gets back to where he we know he can be, uh, you know near the beginning of the season when he was just crushing it from any perspective, but that's that's kind of the one of the takeaways from last night as well. My biggest takeaway, Luke, is the third quarter. Like mm-hmm. if you if you go down the list here and you you start looking at the the quarter by quarter box score, first quarter Magic outscore the Pacers twenty eight to twenty two, second quarter the Magic are outscored twenty seven to twenty nine. The fourth quarter, the Magic outscored the Pacers 29 to 25. The third quarter, the Magic outscored 29 to 38. So I'm no mathematician, but let's see. Eight times four is 30. That's on pace for 152 points over the course of a basketball game if you're giving up 38 points a quarter. The Pacers shot, what was it, damn near 70% in the third quarter? Pulling it up now, 68% in the third quarter, 
15 of 22. They were 7 of 14 from behind the three-point line, 50%. There is no reality where you are going to win a game, giving up 38 points, a, a team shooting 68% for a quarter. Like that's just that's just unacceptable. And it yeah, some of it was getting, you know, guys getting hot, but it was also just like they did not look like the same team defensively. The issue was not the offense at any point in this game. It's that third quarter. Like you could not stop Indiana from scoring, like at all. Mm-hmm. You go back, they shoot the ball twenty two times, they miss seven times in that quarter. Just one free throw. The Magic were eight for twenty, forty percent, which isn't great, but we've seen the Magic shoot much, much worse uh, this season specifically. So, um, yeah, it, it's unfortunate opportunities like this where you're on the road, second night of a back-to-back, when the game is there to win, you just got to go out there and win it. That's that's what good teams do. Philip Rossman Reich, he loves to say that good teams don't play in close games, which to a certain extent is correct. Like when they play other good teams, sure, they play close games. But against a team like Indiana, you know, if you're a good team, you don't really let that game get close, you know, especially when you have a, a second half lead. Uh, but yeah, you, you just can't have these third quarters. It hasn't been as big of a problem this season. Like last year, we just know every single game you got to the third quarter and the magic just completely fell apart. And then you'd be lucky to get back into that game and lose by you know 12 or 15. Mm-hmm. Now the magic are playing well in the first half. You get into third, even if it gets away from you a little bit, you're able to kind of rein it back in. You keep it close until the final few minutes, and then the Magic kind of give it up and and lose the game. But yeah, I get it. Second night of a back-to-back, you know, you think Franz is going to make that that shot there at the end. Uh, Unfortunately, I felt like Jalen maybe sat a little bit too long to start that fourth quarter. But again, Second night of a back-to-back, this is a kid who we know is dealing dealing with ankle injuries right now and kind of fighting through that. But yeah, I think you, there's a good chance we're going to look back uh, at the end of the year and be like, man, things could have been a little bit differently if we had that game in Indiana or if we had that game in, in Sacramento or the the game against Houston, you know, the, the home game, the second home game against the Charlotte Hornets. And if you want to get to where you want to be in the NBA, when you have a, an opportunity to, to win a game, you got to make it happen. All right, folks, don't forget, I hope you guys, first of all, I hope you guys enjoyed my video uh, after the Bulls game of me driving home uh, about you know getting pizza and getting getting Papa John's. I showed my wife that. She was definitely not amused, but we ended up getting pizza. Because guess mm-hmm. what, folks? After every Magic victory the next day, you can get 50% off Papa John's online order with code MAGICWIN. And don't forget... Oh, I don't live in Orlando. I can't get that. Yes, you can. As long as you're 150 miles from Orlando and you must be further than 75 miles from Miami, screw the heat, you can still use that code and get your victory pizza. So make sure that you guys are doing that. I've been on the uh, the New York style uh, three cheese blend tip for quite a while now. I've gotten Papa John's after every magic win so far to start the season. Five of those things. All five of them, all five. And Carmen's like, no, we can't have pizza again. I'm like, the magic one. Yes, we can. We don't know how many of these we're getting. So we are redeeming this freaking code. And I've gotten so much Papa John's that I've gotten a couple of free pizzas Ooh. because I'm racking up the points in the app. Make sure y'all are in the app. Love that. All right, Luke, let's take a look at the week ahead. Coming up tonight when you guys are listening to this, the magic are still in Indiana. 
Uh, it's so funny after the game uh, where uh, Jalen hit the game winner. He's like, let's go home. And the coaches are like, we're going to Indiana. We're not going home. But the Magic are still in Indiana. They'll take on the Pacers. That game starts at 7 o'clock. And then uh, they'll be home on Friday and Sunday, have a little mini series versus the Philadelphia 76ers. On Friday, that game will tip off at 7 o'clock. On Sunday, we've got an early tip off. That game will start at 6 o'clock. Uh, Luke and I, I believe uh, we were both wrong last week in our predictions. We so were. Luke's still up 2-0 to zero so far to start the season. I'm going to give you my predictions here. I'm going to say the Magic go 2-1 and one on the week. I think they win Monday, mm. and then I think they split the games with the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm going to say they win Sunday. I'm going to say they win Monday, they win Sunday. You start and end the week with a win. Okay, I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Magic go one and two. This Gosh, week. man, no Tyrese, no James Harden for the 76ers. I know, no I faith. Know. The, or do you the, think the, we can't beat the 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 Pacers? I think we don't beat the Pacers. Okay, I that know. Sucks. Yeah, it's it's mainly because you had this game. That was the game to win. Like that was your game to win, uh, and I just, I, I just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's nothing statistical, nothing analytical. So don't think that I just like know things and trends and stuff. I just know it is hard to, to. Stick I wasn't with thinking teams. that, but now I, now I am. Right? Yeah. It's, it's you're a, looking into your little gambling resources. You're trying to find out. Oh, <laughs> the last time the Magic played Philadelphia on a Sunday at six o'clock in December, this is what happened. I see what's going on here. Yeah, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's one and two. I say that the uh, Magic pick up that Sunday night 6 p.m. early tip off got Philly. You know, after Philly maybe beats us on Friday, you know, Philly just kind of casually walks into the arena. Like I said, the early tip off, and uh, I think the Magic get it done. Matt, the Philly's got some key injuries out there, so I, I think that you can split that. But I, I think the the game on Monday tonight, as you guys are listening, is the one that the Magic drop along with that Friday game. Well, it's pretty crazy. So 15 games in, the Magic, like everyone knows, are 5-12. and 12, And they're still just two and a half games out of the play-in spot. Philadelphia yeah. is sitting at 8th in the Eastern Conference. They're sitting at 8-8. Eight and eight. Joel Embiid, you know, if you're feeling a little tired Friday or Sunday, you know that Orlando nightlife everybody knows is undefeated. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're feeling a little yeah. tired... And uh, and you don't want to play one of those games like take a load off. You know, it, it's just the magic. You guys should win anyway. Also, I want to add real quick here. Magic beat the Bulls. That's big. It's big for uh, implications on on draft night. Magic have that pick upcoming in the draft. Top four protected, I believe. So that's a it's a big one right there. You need the the Bulls to just continue being mid and we'll be all right. Well, so head-to-head, um, like record, does that have any implications, or are you just talking about giving the Bulls another loss? Just giving them. Another I think when loss, it's a tiebreaker, it's a it yeah. it just comes to a basically down to a coin flip, doesn't it? Yeah, literally, pretty sure. Yeah. So I mainly meant just anytime you can give the Bulls a loss this year, that's great. Nikola Vucevic, magic for life, baby. That was pretty nice. Bro, I doubt he did was... it on purpose, but it's like. <laughs> Won us a game one more time, baby. I can baby. assure you he did not do that on purpose. Uh, but it was unfortunate for, for him. 
misses the first one. And I was like, there's no way this man misses two in a row as a 90% free throw shooter. It's the second one. No time. I just can't believe it. I've watched that, that stretch, that sequence so many times already. And I know I've shouted him out a couple of times, but shout out to our boy, Jake Chapman. So when I left Ollie's, I'm driving home and I'm listening to the, the radio. I'm listening to him on the, the post game and they replayed his call of that final play. And I got goosebumps, man. I, obviously, you know, most of the games I watch on, on Valley Sports Florida. So I'm you know, watching and listening to, to David and Jeff. I haven't had the pleasure of listening to Jake's one of Jake's like calls and like it's an entirety. But man, I know he's. He's not new to it. He's been doing radio for a long time, but he's new to the like the play-by-play stuff specifically for the Magic. And if you haven't heard that, I went through and I I synced his audio to the the video of that play, and it, it just gave me goosebumps. Like, first of all, just an awesome call to sh- so shout out to to Jake Chapman. But yeah, man, just uh, you could tell he's freaking pumped, and mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. I love Jake. So shout out to Jake if you guys haven't uh, checked that out. Um, I've retweeted it a bunch. You can find it on our Twitter uh, as well if you guys are, are interested in, in seeing that. So, all right, folks, I think that's going to do it, Luke. Uh, it, it feels like reinforcements are coming. We keep saying this, but I didn't think we were going to get Gary Harris back as quickly as we did. And now Paolo and Markel are both kind of teasing us on Instagram. So I'm thinking it might be a little bit sooner than we think. I hope so, man. I hope so. All right. That's going to do it for us, y'all. Uh, we're going to have an episode that's going to come out on Thanksgiving. So, um, yeah, make sure that you guys enjoy your family. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, listen to that episode, of course, or our kids won't be able to eat Thanksgiving dinner and it'll that's all fact. be your fault. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's going to do it for us, folks. Y'all have a happy Thanksgiving. For Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys have been listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sixth Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!